Welcome to Titanic Reaction. I'm Tony Mangus. Be aware, these are real stories. Well, most of them are. They will contain tales of alcohol, drugs, sex, extreme violence, and language Mary Whitehouse would not approve of. Take caution when listening. Here's part two with Carmen, Alex, Roz, and Shelley. We moved on from being women in business to being women in punk. I don't want to paraphrase what they have to say. Some of their experiences have been frustrating, deplorable, and very personal. It's better to just hear it in their own words. There's so many different generations on here. I'm not going to say how old I am, but uh, what keeps you coming back? What keeps you involved in punk still? For me, like I have kids now and now they're into it, which is super awesome. So now we're going on like three generations here, which is cool. Um, so I feel like, you know, just like seeing how, like what they're getting into, it's like a little different, some of it and the way it makes them feel like, I think that's really cool. There's something really special about that for sure. Yeah. I think if anything keeps me coming back to punk is like, holy shit, recent events, that are, you know, both recent and not so recent that just keep continuing. I feel like each time I log into Facebook or watch the news, it just reignites that flame that's like, yo, fuck this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we got to dismantle totally. something. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like, there may not be shows to go to right now, but the mindset's still there and it's always going to be there. And the more people you get in on it, it's like, at least when I was a teenager, I felt like I could overtake anything. <laughs> like destroy any shithead you know and it's like <laughs> god i just want everybody to keep getting mad and staying mad and like trying to change something like that's it yeah 100%. yep and the fact that even after like 30 fucking years and i'll still throw on an album and still know every word and still want to Maybe not pogo as well as I used to, or at all. Maybe more sad hopping, but it's still fucking. Uh, the fact that I could still like one of my employees put on fucking Dead Kennedys the other day, and I haven't listened to Dead Kennedys in years. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is fucking great. And the fact that I still get happy about these same albums after like thirty years of listening to it, that energy just just still makes you kind of feel like you're fourteen again, which I don't necessarily like in a lot of ways, but feeling just that like excitement. Real. I really, I really like that. Um, also, it kind of just makes you nostalgic to, to like, just think back on all the bands and kind of how they formed who you were and how they're still relevant and seeing like the new generation of, you know, I don't have kids myself except for the, the aforementioned cat and then this very sleepy dog. Here. <laughs> oh! um, this is Seamus. You missed him actually humping Jeffrey earlier. I was trying to show you all, but I think <laughs> Jeffrey's very patient with it. Seamus is kind of a perv. But anyway, um, yeah, it brings it just, just that feeling feeling of excitement, energy, and just feeling just just stoked to listen to the same music and not being and not getting tired of it. I think that that's really that doesn't happen with every genre. I'm definitely like I listened to Led Zeppelin when I was a teenager and I fucking hate Led Zeppelin with a passion at this point in my life. But you put on like, you know, some just good old classic fucking punk good like even like the addicts or something and I'm just like this is fucking great after all these years. So Yeah, so my fiance is not he's not from he did not listen to punk at all. He mostly like listened to, he loved Grateful Dead, which if I'm in high school, I'd be like, who the fuck? Like, I would not have liked that. But I just love it when we're in the car and we're driving somewhere and I'm blasting all my music and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and I look over at him and he's just like staring at me with these eyes. I'm like, you have no idea how good it feels. Aren't you impressed that I know every single word to all these albums I put on? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're showing him the way too. You're showing him cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, he really likes it. He um he likes some of the music, like a lot of all, the only ones. He's yeah. got a fan of the only ones. Um, some blitz music. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work over there. <laughs> but if I'm playing, I played the addicts on the way here to Ohio and he just he kind of like didn't understand it. And I was like, you had to be there. You just had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the memories that I have from my youth. And when I play it, it just makes me feel so full. And like, I lived such like a great fucking life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's so many kids who didn't go, who didn't do anything that we all did. Like they lived boring lives. They were all at Abercrombie and Fit. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gross. We, we all lived like what? four different lives. Then <laughs> those few years of being teenagers. Yeah. I, feel like I grew up really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Died a couple times. Cool. <laughs> yep. Felt like I died. <laughs> Got a lot of memories. I wanted to a few times. Yeah. Fox friends would be like, guys, what what cool shows did we go to back in the day? Like, can you remind me? <laughs> I don't know. What was the first band that made you feel like that? If you even can remember. I think I, I'd mentioned it earlier, but going to see the distillers, I was 15 or 16. And um, I remember I had like Elmer's blue in my hair and I, it was baby <laughs> pink because I bleached my hair. This was my space day. So I like would yeah. like my hair and like oh my do it all crazy and take a photo of myself, put it on my space. I met so many friends through my space and like through live journal from Chicago and the suburbs. And um, yeah, it's just like going to see the distillers. It was just like seeing Brody as like a front woman do her fucking thing I thought was so awesome and inspiring plasmatics too on the same note with like female mm. fronted of like this chick is so cool like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like that there was like yeah. a band we used to see when I was little a lot on Frightwig in San Francisco and I thought that they were like the coolest women ever and um I was probably like five or six but I just would like wait like I was so excited to go see them and it made me feel like wow girls can do this this is really cool so what were they called uh Frightwig cool <laughs> yeah they're kind of crazy <laughs> but I was that's awesome <laughs> that's what I about the gets man and I never got to see I never got to see the gets which was uh, uh we did I actually went with Mike to say I don't know if you had that show or not Tony when the dancing French liberals played with Joan Jett as a benefit show for me as a potter mm -hmm. And that was in, I think, 95. But first, like, band to listen to, that would be female front of band, I think would be the Gets, or maybe maybe Vice Squad. I really, Vice Squad was one of those bands that just immediately. But um, seeing, uh, I'm still going to say Bad Religion Band. I just, <laughs> first time I heard Bad I, just, I fucking love Bad Religion. And still love Bad Religion. Um, obviously, <laughs> only up to, like, no control against the grain stuff, or, like, they, they really went downhill in the 90s. But, um uh yeah that would that, i just fucking love bad religion <laughs> <laughs> i love I how much you love bad religion <laughs> <laughs> all of their songs sound exactly alike and i'm so like everyone is amazing they're all so good 
I I put him out of the kitchen and go into full like mom listening to 70s music, at least for my generation mode, and just like dance around and singing all the words. I'm just getting full side eyes from all of my like 22 year old employees. Like, I'm just embarrassed for it. I'm like, I don't care. I pay, I, I pay your salary. You're, you are going to listen to Bad Religion, goddammit. That's right. <laughs> they probably think you're so cool. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so the, the obliterated albums did actually kind of help a little bit with the ones who actually had record players, like all like three of them. So. <laughs> Besides for the fillers, like I remember seeing like Street Bats at Fireside once. Uh, the Addicts, of course, I went on stage and Monkey gave me a kiss on the mouth. And now oh, that I... God. <laughs> I think about that. I'm like, dude, that guy was old, and I was like 18 or 17. No, no. <laughs> too young. Um, the vibrators, mm. the Foxies, so many, so many great shows in Chicago. There was a River City Rebel show that I thought was really cool up until they also turned kind of creepy. I think the Detonators was the first show I ever went to in Corvallis when I was 14. I remember I told my folks I was going to go see the movie uh, Three Men and a Baby. So there's really this is this is like nineteen. That's really dating. I don't remember who played, who else played. It was the Detonators and like a couple um, couple local bands. I don't remember which ones, but I was just like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing that I've ever done. And of course, this is Corvallis, you know, in like the, the '90s, so there's not nothing happening. And I just thought it was so fun. And we like split a forty. And I smoked a cigarette, oh, yeah. but it was amazing. And I don't listen to the detonators anymore, but that show was still, was still just like a really, that was like one of the first ones I went to. I think the, one of the best shows I've ever, actually ever been to was the Pogues when Shane was sober. Oh, wow. Seattle. Um, like it was Seattle, like two, 2008. And it was just, and Shane, it, they just blew, they just were amazing. And I've seen Shane, um, the Pogues a couple of times and then with the Popes as well. And Shane was, has been shit faced every time, except for this one show. And it was just fucking incredible. I honest, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Really. And poor, poor Clayton, he just like he's like, You left me in the back holding your purse while you got it while you ran in the pit and just started throwing them <laughs> Like, it was a fucking pokes and they were amazing. I'm sorry they led with if I should fall for the grace of God as their opening song. And I was just like, Oh hell yeah, boom. <laughs> Clayton's like, you yeah. made me hold your purse. What the hell? <laughs> You're like, and I'll do it again, bitch. Yeah, and the thing is, he's such an amazing human being. He will, he will still keep holding my purse even to this day. So, gotta be Aww. grateful. <laughs> my first show was Clip Forty Five, and I was like, Woo! "Oh my god!" My mom brought me, and she's like, "These guys are so cool." <laughs> You guys all have amazing, not, not that my mom isn't amazing, but she definitely was not taking me to shows. You guys yeah. all have like seriously cool moms going on here. Oh, my, mom, mom. my mom, she brought us and she loved it. And she's like, I'll buy you a shirt, but we have to duct tape over it. <laughs> so I went to school with duct tape over it. So it just said 45 on there. I love that. I also remember seeing Leftover Crack so many times at the Arlington Heights, uh, like Knights of Columbus, just like a little tiny venue. You were rough, but really fun. I was also really young during those days. So that sounds like a church or something. Yeah, Knights of Columbus is like a like a, it's like, no, it's like, a, like, a like a lodge, like a fraternal right. order. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for like old Italian men. Like, Portland, like had that going on for a while too. Like one of those like weird 
like old man clubs, but this would just randomly like have punk shows. Mars, so you can underage drink. That's I was always too scared to go to shows at the North Hall. The floors were too nice. I just knew some punk was going to destroy them. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see it. I don't know if I ever actually went into one or not. I remember that was kind of when I was pretty heavily using drugs. So there was a lot of shows that I would go to and not actually make it inside. As I'm, sure, I'm sure none of you can relate to that. No. No idea what drugs are. Those were the days. Not, not going to show because it shows because you were too high. First time I ever missed neurosis. Oh, trust me. I've been like pulled out of a show because I like took too many. I don't even know what kind of pill, but I remember being in front of the venue outside on the sidewalk, looking up at people looking at me. And I was like, why am I out of the show? Someone put me back in. Like, I don't know. I don't belong here. (laughs) And my friend had to grab me and pull me back in the show. I was like, I'm fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) That's what I think prepares you for business is that you're just like, Whatever, I just pass it on the sidewalk, but I'm just going to pick fine. myself up and keep going. And that's kind of what we need for, to run a business. You need to be able to, like, okay, I just got completely kicked in the teeth or did it to myself, but fuck it, I'm just going to get back up and keep going. Yeah, You just nailed it right there. <laughs> I have no idea what it feels like to be embarrassed. <laughs> I have no morals. It's <laughs> like, as long as, it's, as, long as it's, you're going vegan, everything else is just good, good to go. Okay, about punk specifically, if we talked about regular life, it could take days and days. But what forms of sexism have you experienced in punk? I thought about Uh, this one a lot. I actually thought about this one a lot. I think the number of times, and this is kind of kind of rough because it's been a fun fun conversation, but the number of times being woken up, being molested by dudes that said they were your your boys, and then you pass out at a party and you wake up and you got your supposed you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm your boy, I got your back, and they have your hit their fucking hand in your pants. And you're like, man, come on. Like yeah. this, I, and I don't, I don't know of a lot of, of any dudes, maybe guys just don't talk about it that much, but pretty much every single, every single woman in punk I know has had some guy who's like, oh, I got your back, I got your back. And yep. then, then you pass out at a party with somebody that you should feel safe around. And next thing you know, you know, you're, you're, you're like trying to fight them off or not fight them off. Just like, well, I guess this is happening because I'm too fucked up to fucking do anything about it. And, and that's that's a really hard. I don't know. If, ha, that shouldn't happen in punk because that's a scene that 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 supposedly celebrates women and the equality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I again, every single punk woman I know has had some some kind of experience to some degree of severity. And that's again not to bring the conversation down too much. But I think that's that's what so that's yeah. we have to look at the questions. That's what I thought of for that answer. No yeah. man, that kind of. To, to hear that shit, it's super important. It's super important for men to hear, and it's super important for women to hear that it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like, think it's not normal. You know, I know it, it, it yeah. at that time, like when you are so like drunk or whatever, and all of a sudden you like find yourself with a guy, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, for me specifically, like sometimes, like I I would think like, oh, maybe me and this guy have this thing, like, ooh, are we crushing on each other now? But then, like, the fucking door opens and all his fucking friends are yeah. watching, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Those are the people you hang out with and that like call you your friends and like are so so called like protecting you, but they're like not. Well, 
and it's still happening with like the younger kids. I mean, like um, I hear stories from my daughter about shit like that. And what I think is like really disturbing about it too is it's like there's stuff that people know that has happened, and it's like the people that are around you that should kind of have your back, but they're still friends with these dudes that are doing shit like that. It's like totally forgiven, but. I've seen a lot of women kind of be uh, ostracized for having a reputation or doing stuff that's not violating anyone, if that makes sense. Oh, you get blamed. You get blamed for it. I can think of a very specific instance that I'm not going to discuss, but you get blamed. You get drunk. You fall asleep. You wake up with somebody on top of you, which sucks. And then everybody goes, oh, I can't believe you did that. And literally... It's just, that happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people I know. It's looked at as mutual consent. It's looked at as a mutually enjoyable or consenting activity when it, when it is just physically impossible if one of the people is asleep. Like that's, yep. and, and then I, and I was, I, it saddens me that's still happening because I was hoping, I think things were a little different in the 90s with the whole no means no thing. And people kind of took that as like, well, can't say no if you're sleeping. So let's just go for it. Like the, the education wasn't there. Um, but I, I really, it's, it's sad to hear that that still is kind of going on um, since I don't talk to a lot of 17-year-olds about that kind of thing because that would be, you know, I don't have, have any kids. So, um, but that's too bad to hear that's still happening. Yeah, it's frustrating to hear it. I think that like the younger generation has a different concept and like there's more conversations around consent and like, but it de- hasn't really changed the behaviors and it hasn't really changed the culture. And that's... It's not really cool, you know? I mean, I have a son too, so it's like we have lots of talks about things. He's too young to be going to parties and (laughs) that stuff. But I think that that's like what, that's all I can really do at this point is have those conversations. But, um, you know, too many people, like you were saying, that we know shit has happened. And it's Mm -hmm. been like just accepted, you know. Just accepted that it's happening or have accusations like saying that shit like, oh, she just wants to fuck her way into the scene or the only reason she's going to be in a band is because she's she's fucking somebody or she doesn't really like punk. You're not you're not really into this band. You're only doing this because you want to you know, you you just want to get laid or what these and these are all things that have been that have, were said to me. And it but you know, I'm like, it doesn't bother me that much. Because you, you can't live your life thinking about the negatives, obviously. But I remember at the time being like, that's, that's a pretty crappy thing to say to somebody that I would just listen to, for example, Bad Religion, who are awesome, um, <laughs> because, because yeah. I want to fuck some dude. Like, what? I don't even want to fuck any of the dudes in Bad Religion, actually. For that matter, I've never really even thought about it until this point. I mean, I've been every one of their books. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a really a harsh accusation. I'm fairly certain that none of the dudes I've ever known have been accused of trying to quote unquote sleep their way into the scene or that they only wanted to be in a bay well maybe that okay maybe not <laughs> maybe might have been accused of being in a band just to get laid and i'm, I'm gonna say that probably had that but um as far as the rest of it goes it, it was i know it was kind of frustrating and especially tony you remember in the 90s how many women there were in the punk scene here i mean it was like me and sarah huff and a handful of others you yeah. know and there, it just uh, there, there was some kind of shittiness, and I just you gotta let it roll off your back. But um, I, I would think better of a scene that put, that that tries to promote gender equality as much on the surface, at least. Well, that's what I mean. Like, is any it's all the shit on the surface? It doesn't seem to be real. Well, that's kind of just life, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think there's like individuals, right? Well, there's like men where that is real. And then there's men where it's not real. And there's women where that's real. And like, you know, that yeah. are feminists and there are women that are, are not, you know? So that it's hard to like lump everybody into one category because we all, you know, like the same music and go to the same shows and want to party together. It doesn't mean that we're all like of the same mindset when it comes to, um, you know, basic issues. That's very yeah. Well, basic I, I, issues of rape is... I mean... Like, yeah. that should be a given. It should be. It should not be okay in any group, right? Like, that shouldn't be acceptable. But it especially shouldn't be acceptable, like, in this scene. Because, like, you know, I felt like this was one place where women, like, were more mm-hmm. equal. But it's not really always the case. No, absolutely. Not- the same things that Roz is talking about, like, all the arguments people that made to her that are all contradictory in and of themselves. And then that's the same shit that happens to women in regular life, any woman in business, any woman with any sort of notoriety. Mm-hmm. And you expect, and you expect better. And I think it's what attracted a lot of attracted a lot, attracts a lot of women to punk. Cause you're like, all right, uh, here's some guys that are not going to be, you know, you're, you're going back to the whole Abercrombie and Fitch. You have a certain, not saying it's right, but you have a certain expectation of like, this douchey frat boy culture that right. like again not saying it <laughs> by any means right but you think you're like all right yes. these not like that they're not you know khaki slack polo wearing tours light drinking bros you like you think it, it's going to be a little different it's disheartening but i honestly think that kind of life in general nothing is a perfect utopia and we're all just trying to work to make it better and i do think that the punk scene definitely there are more good dudes than there are shitty dudes i do think that the fact that that now more guys will get called out if they behave creepily. There's one person specifically I'm thinking of in Portland that's kind of disappeared because a lot of their, um, a lot of behavior uh, got called to light at some point. And I'm just going to say this happened somebody in in the last 20 years. So we're not being too specific on the timeline because I don't, I don't want to, but (laughs) I, I do like the fact that other, there are more dudes I think that will stand up when they hear about something like that, but it, it's taken a while to get here. The disturbing part of it is like, it's not always like a physical violation. Like I've had a couple instances where, you know, there's like, you have your main guy in the scene. That's like, I'm the big, like big dick walking (laughs) stick of the whole group. And it's like, they treat you so bad. They treat you so bad. And then you hear about them telling people about, Oh yeah, Shelly. Oh yeah. I fucked Shelly. It's like, Oh oh, wow. Okay. I'm not, I feel like that's almost as bad though, because it's like, dude, what? Like, what the fuck? Because they're just slandering your reputation over like nothing. I'm and just it's like, there's been, nothing you oh, can do, dude. Yeah, nobody believes you. You're like, no, I didn't. They're like, um, sure, sure you like, didn't. Oh yeah, okay. But even if you did, if you both did that, then like, why is it some like shameful shit that you did? Not that know. he did. It's two people. That's but the yeah, thing I, lied about that I don't understand. Being just being lied, having lies told about you, it's just yeah. suck. You know, especially from somebody that's like, oh, you you have a band, haha, that's funny, and like never booking <laughs> your your band to play any shows and that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, that's why. Like you've been telling people about this. Like what is the, what is the deal? Yeah, yeah that? that diminishes that diminishes all of your value as a human yeah. being. And yeah, the entire. Uh, yeah. onus of you as a person as as their sex object and that's yep. bullshit. 
Yep. yep. Yeah. I the kept thinking about like life. being objectified as well and like dating one guy and like say you break up and like you crush on another guy and every all of them just start calling you a slut for like yep. not wanting it's just like it doesn't why does it fucking mm. matter who we're dating who we're not dating like we should all be able to date whoever we want to date but in like the Chicago scene I feel like there were so many like egotistical men who felt really powerful and to this day like when I see them on the streets I, I still I'm like oh like you act the same in that way you know um and yeah, I've seen so many girlfriends be in like super shitty relationships and a lot of sexual assault, a lot of um, abuse, verbal, physical. Um, currently right now in Chicago, there's people getting called out for dudes getting called out for stuff as well. And it's 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 a lot. It's very messy. When I was trying to like answer this question on my phone, I was like typing out my answers and I was like, this is very messy, <laughs> very complicated. Um, there's so again, many different... Like, things yeah and like and introducing drugs and alcohol into all of it like it just makes it even worse like in chicago like there were girls who were like 15 16 17 hanging out with dudes who were like 40 yeah around that age and which isn't that weird to think about because i don't as somebody who's in their mid-40s i do not look at 17 year olds and go damn Oh yeah, That's, that is just I don't. Like, it's so weird to me to right? think about being that age and having guys in their like forties and you know late thirties, early forties, being like, "Yeah, I can't wait till you're 18. I'm just like, "Ew!" I like yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to high school now and be like, "Okay, man. Oh, I just got it out of here. Wait, great. Look at all look at all these like uh, underage kids. What the fuck? Like, damn, you were a baby not too long ago. Oh, <laughs> love that. Oh, totally." Oh Fuck my up. god. So another nasty. thing too, like if you're in a band as a woman, when you get on stage, it's like not only do you feel the eyes on you, but it's like nine times I'm just gonna say ten out of ten times somebody says something about your body or wanting to do something to your body or tell you you suck. And it's just like you didn't even hear me play yet, and you're sitting there saying, you look better without any clothes on, like that kind of thing. Every show, every show I've played. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, not only do you have that, but it's like the people who are promoting the show or your sound guy, it's like you got to be prepared for something like that happening. Like I had some guy completely turn my sound off, my mic off in the middle of a set, and he was just laughing about it. And I thought that was like the, one of the biggest shows that I've played. So it was just heartbreaking and it's so embarrassing and you, you just get remembered that way and they think it's just a big joke, you know, sucks. It's really disrespectful. Once you're up there, you're just up there and you're trying to be passionate about what you're doing and somebody just with like a little flick of their finger can just take that away from you or try to at least. Yeah. And I feel like in relation to that, that's sort of like, for me, the like when I was going to parties after shows, it the punk scene in Chicago felt like it was like becoming really negative in that sense. Cause all I wanted was that sense of community of weirdos that we were talking about at the beginning of us of our conversation. You know, you just want to like meet these people who are just as angry and frustrated and confused about the world as you are and as creative. And then you find out like, oh real life check <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's some people out there <laughs> well like you said earlier it's like it's not everybody 
by any means. Like there are a ton of really solid people and dudes, whatever gender identity, like there is a huge support, but it's like, I feel like anywhere you go in life, yep. identifying as a woman, you're going to deal with that. Hmm. I'd also like wanted to mention um, like mean girls, like bully girls who would like project the like power of the men they were hanging out with and also like objectify the women that would come in the groups and, you know, push them out if they would think that they were just like there to like sleep with their dude friends. And I, now that I think about them, like that is so crappy. There should not, punk girls should not do that. They should just welcome other punk girls and protect them. Yeah. And, you know, be really transparent about the guys and, and yeah, you and our team, you know, <laughs> Man, this whole conversation is bringing up some memories that I had forgotten. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> and I'm not perfect either. Like, I remember being friends with those mean girls and maybe being mean myself. Like, but I've, you know, I'm, I'm grown up now. I've learned from it. So how do you pass that on to the new, like, the new girls and the women getting into punk? Carmen, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like, like, as far as, like, having each other's back, I feel like that is really a big part of, like, the younger culture anyway, though. I think it's, things have changed a lot, even though a lot of things are the same. Um, You know, it's, like, I was raised by a super strong mom. Like, I definitely, like, value independence. And I think that, um, you know, like, building independence, building a sense of self and like having self-esteem is like super important no matter who you're going to hang out with. You can't really like, ex- I mean, you have to respect yourself first. Right. Um, but it's hard, you know, like I, there's a certain point where they don't listen to you if they're your own kids. Like maybe somebody else's kids might think I'm cool, but mine don't. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I think it's just more than anything. It's like you have, it's not just about like what group you're hanging out with. It's, right? You have to like own who you are too. Well, and set the example too. It's like, especially as business owners, like all of us, it's like, you know, being mindful of what you put online or like the interactions you have with your clients. It's like, I don't get in contact with a lot of younger people, but when I do, it's just like, if they compliment you like, Oh, I like your jacket. It's like, Oh, you do. That's awesome. I like your whatever you're wearing, and then you show them like this is my favorite clothing brand. You should check them out, or just try and enforce, like reinforce their thoughts. You know, it's like you look cool too. Yeah, like, it's like you know. I think we all probably had people that were like more welcoming to us, like early on, that were like kind of like, oh, let me show you this band, or like let me, you know, I'll take you to the show. I'll hang out with you, and I think. Like, if you can be that for somebody else, it's really into it can be scary, right? Like making new friends, going new places, um, you know, as much as they're into it, especially I think post COVID, like where people have done nothing, like you've got all these teenagers that are like full, like ready to rage, like hard. <laughs> so um, I think, you know, just like keeping an eye out too, really like, you know, for like, especially like younger girls that are coming in because um, I was lucky to have some people that did that for me when I was like young. So I think that's something that we can all do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. What are the biggest barriers to you feeling a sense of equality in punk? I just feel like the biggest barrier, it just feels like there's always going to be one. Like, I don't, I don't know how that can ever change really because it's like, 
embedded in people's minds, like how to act and not to be negative Nancy, but I just don't see it ever going away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel it. I think it's, I, I feel very hopeless about it too. I was just hoping that somebody had a different answer. Somebody else had hope too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling pretty hopeless. I see it as hopeless in society and in punk. Yeah. <laughs> I think also because a lot of punk kids come from, you know, dysfunctional families, there's a lot of trauma that yeah. is already. Yeah. And like, when you mix all of that together, I've just been like, now I'm like in my mid thirties and I'm like, damn, all like everyone I know needs therapy. Yeah. You know, we all need therapy. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Like we've gone through so much like misogyny, sexism, women being called out for my other women, like just, and like holding yourself accountable, holding your friends accountable. But I also am not really into this whole cancel culture that's happening right now. There's a lot, like, I get it. I get people are really mad and it's really easy to like post on social media that you're like really mad at someone. But like, again, like everyone comes with their own demons. And like I said, everyone needs freaking therapy, but you know, it it's seen as like a weakness. And I, I just would hope that like younger punk kids are like more open to like talking about their feelings than what the right I sort of or through the proper venues, not through Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they only talk through like social media now though. Like I don't know. There's a lot of like Snapchat, like <laughs> I was a social media kid. I loved live journal. It's how I met a lot of my friends and I'd always blog about my feelings and whatnot. I I thought that that was okay and that brought me to, you know, a lot of people that I'm still really, really close to now. I've can't I've, you know, Steered clear of the bad seeds, and now I've like yeah. nice people. <laughs> <laughs> it it outweighs each other. Yes, <laughs> I think looking back, just encouraging, believing, like asking women to be in bands, and not just because you think they're hot, or you know, asking, encouraging when when you have a, a girl who's like a when I say girl, I mean like actual like teenage girl who's like learning to play guitar. Say, yeah. hey, why don't we start a band together? trying to have that kind of encouragement and make it less about looks and attractiveness and just try to just encourage more women to be a part of the, because punk is a lot about, obviously a lot about music and, and being in more bands and being taken seriously when you're in bands. I, I mean, Shelly, how many, how many women do you, I don't know how many women I've known in punk bands, uh, just encouraging more women to play instruments and include them in, in more, um, and, and albums and setting up shows and, and, and not even label it as like a woman fronted band, just this yeah. Fucking, yeah. punk band. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. Right. And not just, oh, they're all like, it's, I don't want it to be an anomaly that it's an all girl punk band. Like, just yeah. have it be a fucking punk band, man. It's an all male punk band. Have I? Oh, that's something. Crap, it's five dudes. <laughs> well, also, I think one thing that would be helpful is for male identifying presences in the scene if they held each other more accountable like if they see their friend acting like that they need to be the ones that go hey that's not fucking cool yeah you know it's like it shouldn't always be our job to say that and then you know get thrown under the bus for it it's like hey check your friend you know like that's not okay (laughs) there might be hope Tony. don't worry (laughs) 
<laughs> I think there's always hope. But then again, I, having been vegetarian and vegan this long, man, I, I'm still holding out for a totally vegan world. Like, I'm like, it's going to happen. Oh, no, it's definitely going to happen. If I just keep repeating it long enough, it's, it'll happen. So there's always hope. And I honestly think that people are getting... I think people are getting better. And honestly, you know, despite the fact we touched on some negatives, I wouldn't change. I maybe would have actually gone to college back when I first thought, started thinking about it because it would have been a hell of a lot cheaper. But other than that, I really wouldn't have changed much because there's just so much fun. There, It was just fun. I mean, Portland in the 90s was fun and being in punk bands was fun. And I'm like, I'm really proud of like busting out all the obliterated seven. I think Ben, um, I think Ben's or maybe Ben or Todd actually put some on YouTube and it makes me feel good. Like to have people like, Oh yeah, check out Ross's old band, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it, it, I'm glad I had that experience. And so I, I think no matter what the good is always outweighed the bad always. Right. And just like the, even the number shows, even like a, Tony to do in your block party, that first, that last big block party that Snackerledge did. I mean, I think we made like maybe 30 bucks, but it was still, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that. we did that. And I'm so happy to be a part of that. It's such a good memory. It was such a fun day. I, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything. So I think overall, um, I think that there's, I, I think punk does a pretty good job of it, encouraging and accepting everybody problems and all. So I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy with the choices I've made. Me too. Words of that. Yeah, I may not remember all of it, but I think. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially that one time waking up in jail. That was that was fucking super. Oh. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. It depends on what the charges are. Yeah, I feel really fortunate that honestly I made it out. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I think, and, you know. Like, I'm connected to cool people like you guys and, like, all other cool friends and so many great memories. It's it's all, it was all very positive. It's just, I'm glad that we're doing this and so others can listen. And that, yeah. you know, especially if they're not, like, totally in the scene or if, like, they're, you know, Carmen's daughter's age, they can listen to this mm -hmm. and kind of, like, know ahead of time what mm -hmm. to expect in a way. I'm glad you did this. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Also, really good, really good to meet everybody, and also really good to see you, Tony. It's it's been a it's been a minute. Yeah, good job, ladies and Tony. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't do shit. I sat around. You are putting together podcast. Brought us together, and now we've yes. got all these trips planned. Yes, yes. Wait, twenty twenty two. Here we come. Oh my God, man! Be on the lookout. Um, seriously, Alex, for uh, for Vegan Dale, that's supposed to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but they, I think their company is strong enough to keep going. And you should definitely come to the Vegan Dale Festival because it is fun. It's When's so it? much fun. Um, it's it. Uh, it's down by. I always call it the Married with Children Fountain. I can't remember the name of the actual fountain, but it's <laughs> a block from there. And they have it every year, like June twenty first. Okay. Massive vegan festival and. They, it's definitely not punk at all. Like they, the guy who runs it is all about like he just plays a ton of hip hop, which is fine. But it's just like all, all vegans and like big games and big installations, and it's it's just it's really really fun. And we always go to that. What's the name of that one weird heroin bar that has like the late night S and M? Oh, uh, um, hold on, Liars Club. That the upstairs has S and M and it smells like piss. It definitely smells like this. Um, always, always, they open at 10, and we've never actually stayed late enough because we're, we're, we have to do the festival. And they're always open late. They're always like, hey, you guys looking for anything? And we're like, um, no, well, a drink, but you weren't open because we're pretty sure you were all doing heroin. But other than that, and they're like, here, have some vodka. So, um, but we kind of have, a, I kind of I kind of love that place because it's memories, you know? It's grimy. Yeah. <laughs> it's grimy and dirty and amazing.
So we'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> there. So the bar that's for you. Oh I was like, piss. And everybody's drinking. <laughs> and the fact that they, they don't open till 10 and we're so old that I'm like, oh my God, it's like 10.05. Oh, I, I, I've got to go to bed. What the fuck? <laughs> so I think I'm going to like adjust back to real life when all this is over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to weird bars that I'm not actually going to stay to see the S&M or drink at, but then that I can tag with you for five minutes. And had somebody offer me heroin outside. It's just, you know, <laughs> just the little things, you know. <laughs> the little things. COVID, I'll take any. It, make, it makes me know that I'm still cool enough that people want to offer me drugs, and that feels good. You <laughs> <laughs> still got it, girl. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. You guys, thanks for doing this. This was, was so fun. And I know the time's fucked up for everybody, but thank you. That was so uh, fun. It's so nice to meet so you much. guys. So nice to meet you, everyone. So nice to meet you all. See you all in Chicago and Baltimore and, and, and probably Portland. Yeah. <laughs>